Oh no, Kyle. It happened again. What happened, Mike? Shrinkage. (laughs) Oh no. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. This is Gayish. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Who's this person? I don't know. (laughs) Great. End of episode. End of episode. Um, This is Josh Glassy. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, So, I want to talk to you about the article that you wrote for Queerty. Uh, um, yes. You know the one? Yes, yes, I wrote it myself. Okay. <laughs> um, it is called, I am gay and disabled and no one in Seattle will have sex with me. So first of all, did you come up with that title? I did, yes. Okay, I sometimes I don't know if it's like an editor that adds those in. Or... Oh yeah, well my editor takes my suggestions for headlines and I kind of knew when I wrote it, kind of what I was doing. I knew it would you know, grab people's attention and be really eye-catching so i thought why the hell not yeah um and it's like i also don't have to intro you because that's like what we the audience (laughs) needs to know about you before i start asking some of these questions right that's all that's all there is to me yeah no that's the (laughs) gay and disabled yeah that's end of list um no so i wanted to ask you about this article because here in seattle it did i at least heard people talking about it even after you know we met then it was like i still heard people bringing up the article and uh, maybe I don't know what the right word is, but there were many differing differing opinions is the nice way we'll say it. Totally. Have you have you heard people giving you opinions uh, about this, like in in person or over messages or anything? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the first day that the article was published, I received like at least two hundred messages from strangers. I mean, a lot of them were really supportive. You know, people offering their uh, sexual penises, their <laughs> D's, yes, <laughs> and then yeah, there's obviously some other folks that maybe saw it in a different light. I know um, one of the big criticisms was that people felt like I was saying that I was entitled to sex when maybe hmm. I shouldn't be, and um, so yeah, there was kind of you know different opinions all around, and um, yeah, I eventually just had to stop reading the comments because it kind of got to a point where. Um, I don't know. You, you don't kind read of, the comments. Don't exactly, do it. Exactly. Cause you like end up kind of like taking them to heart and yeah. kind of taking it personally, whether it's, you know, praise or criticism. So yeah, you eventually just have to have to not read them. Yeah. And I, so I want to ask about a couple things that you mentioned in there, but, um, before I do that, yeah, you write about, this is not the first time you've written about yourself, um, particularly your experience being gay and disabled. And so writing about yourself right. and exposing some of those vulnerable parts, hey, what do you, how do you deal with people's comments when it's about your article about yourself? Yeah, it can be, it can be difficult. I know when I was first starting to write, cause I've written for Queerty for, about two years now and it's definitely kind of my beat is the whole gay and disabled thing it's all the rage (laughs) (laughs) um and i've been doing it yeah about two years and i think when i first started out you know i would like every article i wrote i kind of you know every 10 minutes i'd refresh the article to see what people were saying and you know i was really um engaged with people's opinions and what they thought and so i think in those beginning days it was really I don't know. It was really scary because I kind of felt like I was like, what am I trying to say? Oh, Kyle gets it. Like, yeah, yeah. like whenever we post something to Reddit or YouTube or whatever, he like, like he just sits at work and isn't working. He's just hitting F5 in his browser <laughs> so that he can get, exactly. you know. I've been pressing the refresh button yeah. all this time. Are you fucking saying I could hit a f- shortcut? F5. 
Oh my God, I can refresh this so much faster. <laughs> I can see no comments so much quicker than I could have before. I need that like, validation. I, need, I, I mean, that's a little bit what, like, right. if I get a comment or an upvote or a whatever yeah, the fuck exactly. metric we're using in whatever social thing, it like does give a weird validation that you shouldn't need, but or at least right. for me that I want. Yeah, exactly. It's like this, it's like a double whammy because you're like, oh my God, people love me. But then you read these horrible comments. You're like, oh wait, I should kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the that's like you just described one day like i'm amazing oh my god no i'm horrible and should kill myself uh, speaking of horrible things that people have said yes. in the article so mm. um i'll just i mean the title is very descriptive of what it's about you talk about your experience going on dates in seattle um and a couple of people's comments that you wrote in your article um uh quote you're doing a great job walking and uh, when talking about going to a bar, someone said to you, quote, yeah, but that's for like a person person. Ooh. And it was a really cute moment. <laughs> really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One to write in the journal about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know you talked about the like sleeping with people or like, I think you said something like you did fine in New York and LA, but specifically around the comments that people gave you for being disabled. Is that the same across the city or is Seattle still different? I honestly think that Seattle is different. It's like a whole nother, whole nother ball game. Huh. Um, I don't know why. You know, I, I feel like we tout Seattle as like super progressive and open-minded and liberal. But I think in my experiences so far, it was just, yeah, it just shocked me that you'd think that some of these people have never actually like seen or interacted with somebody who's disabled. And it's really discouraging because... Um, you know, I moved from Montana, which is very conservative, and I actually had an easier time in Montana than I did in mm. Seattle. And so I don't know what it is about, like, I don't want to generalize about Seattle and say like, oh, I'm sure like the, the instance that I had were very like isolated and dependent on the person. Um, yeah, it's kind of surprising just the shit that comes out of people's mouths sometimes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, speak of, speaking of stereotypes, like your personal experience has been totally flipped from what the stereotype is. And I think that's really interesting. Right. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, it just, I mentioned it a little bit in the article, but it was kind of like every, all these dates that I was going on, it kind of felt like I was having to educate the person on what disability is and how it affects people versus, you know, trying to get fucked at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the most common, now we'll get to some of the feedback, which you did mention some people's feedback. Uh, so I asked on Twitter if anyone had questions and Andrew Gerzo, who I think mm -hmm. you know... Biblically? Like, how, you, how do you know him? Oh, we go back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. You go and, back to the back room? Or? Yeah, <laughs> we go to Seamworks. No. <laughs> uh, no, how do I know Andrew? I think... I met him through social media and then I was actually, cause he has a podcast as well. Yep. Um, and I think I was interviewed on his podcast at one point. Um, and so we just kind of keep up with each other, you know, through social media. I know he writes a lot about disability and I do as well. So it was kind of like a, a mutual connection, yeah. but, yeah. uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, he, and we've had him on our podcast oh, as perfect. well. Yeah. Um, okay. But he said, uh, in response to, if anyone had any questions for you, uh, he's pretty awesome. Ask him if he would sleep with me. LOL, all caps. So I guess it's yelling, LOL. LOL. Um, but that was pretty consistent. Like, I saw so many people posting on the comments, like, 
oh, I'd fuck him or like come over here and like we can do that. What 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 are your feelings when you read things like, hey, I'd fuck you? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's very flattering. But at the same time, it's like I want to be able to like have a connection with someone Mm -hmm. a little bit before I sleep with them. And I think too, because I I did have a lot of offers when that article came out and, you know, the 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 sausage party was was uh was happening for me if i wanted to take it um but i don't know i just felt i don't want somebody to like sleep with me just because i'm not getting fucked like i think there's a there's a line between having sex with someone out of desperation versus you know having sex with them because i like them or i want to so are you saying nobody likes to get pity fucked yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah i mean every now and then it's fine i was gonna say i might prefer it um no uh and wait i had a question it's gonna sound so smooth when i edit this out and then say the question right after oh okay quit sounding smooth for example, one of the comments that we you mentioned to me before we started recording, someone offered you a free eight-hour room rental at a local gay sex club, Steamworks, mm. and you know, ask. He said, "Ask for Dave." <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I just oh, love. Hey, Dave. Um, so, did you take Dave up on his offer to get? Well, in- I put him on speed dial. So, <laughs> if I ever need to go to Steamworks, okay. I'll know who to contact. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, I did not take him up on it. I okay. actually, I offered it to my coworkers just in case they they needed to get their rocks off at one point. So mm-hmm. you said um, your straight coworkers, you offered yeah, they were yep, my yeah. straight coworkers. You never know when they might they might want to get plowed by a gay man. So. <laughs> you know, that's the story of our lives. You never know when you want to get plowed by a gay man. Okay, so you specifically mentioned one uh, the big piece of feedback is that people thought that that meant you thought you were entitled to have Mm -hmm. sex. And what do you think about that opinion of the article? Yeah, I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, I think for me personally, like I never wrote it with the intention of being like, I deserve sex. Like they need to put out for me. Um, I think for me, it was more about, you know, I was noticing this pattern, especially with people in Seattle of like, Oh, like, nobody will have sex with me like what is happening um and so i understand the criticism that you know i'm not entitled to sex i don't think i'm entitled to sex it's just you know i like sex you know who doesn't <laughs> and so i would love to be able to have it so yeah. that was my that was my main goal with the with the article there's a certain little like like butt-headed voice in my head that says like I'm gay and able-bodied and live in Seattle and nobody will fuck me. Like, what's my excuse? (laughs) (laughs) And that's, uh, I saw people saying like, I'm not disabled. So, and not having sex, you know, is the disability being used as the excuse when it's not. So what do you think about those comments? Yeah. Like I, I mean, I had several people tell me that too. They're like, well, I'm straight and I'm not getting fucked either. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, I guess I'm not so alone in life. You know, if other people aren't getting fucked as well. Um, But I think, yeah, I think a lot of people who did comment in person, they did mention that, um, you know, I was tapping into kind of like a universal truth, whether you're gay or straight, like we all experience droughts and I maybe I was just experiencing a drought and kind of wrote about it prematurely. So it seemed to me that a lot of the people that commented um, and with that kind of opinion that like maybe it's not the disability mm-hmm. seemed like they were 
not respecting your opinion coming from someone who is disabled. I don't know what that's like. So right. like I have to read and, and trust people's opinions like you. So I, I don't know. To me, it felt like a lot of people were trying to write off or not listen to your voice. Right. And I don't know. I think maybe a lot of those people who said that they're maybe coming from a place where they haven't experienced having a disability. So for them, maybe they're not able to kind of like see outside of their own experiences, which I mean, the same could be said for me as well. So I really liked, I did like someone uh, posted a comment that uh, he is gay, uh, deaf. He signs ASL, doesn't read lips. Uh, he's from Houston, which I am as well. Um, and, he, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also said, no one will have sex with me. This article has almighty hit right spot on almighty I, I, that sounds good i don't quite okay it is anyway this he was like very much related to this article and i thought it was really interesting that like someone else with a disability then said yes this is true this is my experience now i kind of trusted over all the other people who i didn't know their disability status and were like maybe you just have a bad personality yeah maybe like, it's just a bad <laughs> attitude <laughs> Yeah, I think out of anybody's opinions that I take from those comments, the people that are disabled as well, um, I think those are the comments that kind of mean the most to me because I think, you know, not that I'm like Lena Dunham, voice of my generation or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I, it does feel good to know that I am, you know, not just speaking for myself. I may be speaking for somebody else who is also disabled and gone through these same experiences. And so when I read stuff like that, I think that's when I feel like I'm, you know, maybe doing something good or, you know, I'm having more of an impact than, you know, just writing about my sex life online. So, mm. um, yeah. And I've received like several messages from people like that in each message. I, I really appreciate it. And I think, you know, it's part of what keeps me writing about this kind of stuff and sharing my story because you know if i can help like at least one person or connect with someone else who's going through this i think it, it makes it all worth it whether you know people are being bitches or not <laughs> it's um yeah it, it just feels really good to be able to have that platform to do that i feel like right now is a time when cis white people like me are like learning to listen to other people's unique perspectives on the world, you know, people of color, particularly black people's experience in the US, uh, women learning to listen to their experiences. So uh, that's what really surprised me is I feel like, especially in Seattle, the progressive should be a progressive haven. And we're learning so much right now, or at least I am around like listening to other people's mm -hmm. experiences that didn't translate over to them listening to your experience being disabled. Do you feel the same push and social movement to listen to voices in the disability world? Yeah. The thing about me is like, I am one of many disabled people and I think it's so easy to kind of categorize us all in one little mm -hmm. group. Like we're all, we're the little gay and disabled posse, but the thing mm -hmm. about disabilities is that they're all so different they all affect people in so many different ways. You know, my experiences are so different from Andrew's experiences, from, you know, Ryan O'Connell's experiences, who's another, like, high up gay and disabled figure. Um, and so I think it is important to kind of listen to um, other perspectives and other voices within your community because we all, while we might share the same disability, 
the way that we live with it and interact with the world as disabled people is so different. So um, I think, yeah, it's super important to, you know, to, to listen to other voices within the community and to elevate those voices when you can. I have lots of questions that I don't even know if they're appropriate to ask. Oh, so, no, like, I love it. This, like, I love like, it. Appropriate questions. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, and you can correct us if we yeah. mess up. So I could put myself in the shoes of our listeners and wonder, like, what is your disability? Is mm-hmm. it is it appropriate to ask somebody? Oh, or- absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you want me to answer it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that appropriate to ask you because you said you're willing to talk about anything? Or is it appropriate to ask anyone? Like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, it, maybe not the very first question. Yeah. That you asked, but I was like, hey, what is that? <laughs> and also, what's your name? Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Okay. Why are you walking like a penguin? <laughs> that actually happened to me with an Uber driver the other day. Oh, my God. It was literally the first thing that he said to me when I got in the car. He was what like, the fuck? I noticed you're walking like a penguin. What is that? And I'm like, um, you get one star. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes, um, sometimes I wonder, like, if if we're super inappropriate, and then I realize, no, like, the stories that you hear about the fucking shit people say to each other, like, we're yes. pretty okay because we're actually worried about how, like, we're being perceived. <laughs> Surprisingly, hey, podcast listeners, this is news. We are a little bit worried about the way we're being perceived, in spite of all the things. Yeah. So, um, you guys have a conscious, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Barely, it's shrinking with every dr- drink of rosé. Um. Oh, so yeah, what what is your disability and how did, is your experience with your disability compared to others? Um, so I have cerebral palsy and I was born with it at birth. So I've been doing it since day one. <laughs> no big deal. Um, and so I was very fortunate in that I was born with the somewhat, you know, more mild version of it. The thing about cerebral palsy is that it affects everyone in different ways. So I think Um, you know, some people are in wheelchairs, some people require walkers, some people, you know, can't walk at all. And so I was super fortunate in that I was able to walk. And so I don't take that for granted, uh, because I know there are so many other people out there that have it so much worse than I do. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm also interested in, if I may make the observation, Mm -hmm. like your, your mobility is, is pretty good, right? Like you, you walked in here and you roll around and and like, you're, you're great. I go on the treadmill an hour every day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, so, and that means like you can, you can get out. Do you, do you find like, are you like a proxy for other disabled people? Like, because you can, like you have to go be visible and out and you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I try to avoid any kind of social interaction ever because I'm such an introvert. It has nothing to do with a disability. You just like being inside. I'm just a little hermit by nature. Um, No, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm like a mascot by any means Mm. or that I need to prove anything to anybody else or, you know, how does he do it all? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean... I, I think the thing with me is just being aware of my, my own privilege within my, you know, level of disability and making sure that I'm conscious of it and, you know, don't fuck it up for everyone else. So <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Get fucked instead. Yeah. My new motto. <laughs> Changing gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of the questions... I got when I solicited them is Brandon M. Um, had a lot of things said. One thing that I wanted to get your take on is quote, get him a shirtless picture, a grinder account and the inability to say no to anyone for 24 hours. And he could have gotten laid. 
oh, well, I was doing all those things already and I still was not getting late. Okay, I wanted to ask you if you had a grind. I just, uh, you know, need to know where you were at on this. So, okay, had a grinder account. Uh, shirtless picture? I did not have a shirtless did you photo send... because I have a, I have a taste. I have, a, I have taste. <laughs> a little bit of taste. You're a lady. I'm a lady. I'm oh, a you have taste. Yeah, I'm a tasteful lady. Is it weird that I like didn't even register that word? I didn't understand. <laughs> I'm not making a joke. I just didn't. I wasn't processing it. Yeah, yeah like taste. Taste. Class. class. I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> actually garbage. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brandon, to validate, mm-hmm. he, did, he did have grinder count. No shirtless picture. And I, I'm guessing you didn't have the inability to say no to anyone for oh, 24 right. hours. So yeah, yeah. That might be a little bit extreme. Well, now you, there's, but what's the big update since Ooh. this article? <laughs> well, I have met someone. We are official as of three days ago. So, congratulations. Ex- it's Sean you. Spicer. Yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually one of Trump's sons. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. It's a really cute love affair. <laughs> Um, no, so you have a wait. What what do you call not, it? Not Baron. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> so you have a wait. Is it a boyfriend? Is that do you yes, use that word? Okay, is, you have a boyfriend. Boy, boyfriend. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you wrote this article. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm not going to make any assumptions. Oh, no. Have you had... No, I like... This is important. Oh, actually, before you got a boyfriend, then, did you have sex with anyone after this article came out? I did not. You don't... Okay, you don't have to answer (laughs) these questions. No, I've answered it, honestly. I I mean, I had a lot of offers, but I did not take the anyone up on them um so okay so kind of your experience has continued to feel true for seattle mm-hmm. um, but now i have a boyfriend yeah do you do you have sex with him oh all the time okay okay so I'm like what is wrong with you if you're willing to have sex with me i don't know but i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i get you well <laughs> um so is there anything that you have learned now that you have a boyfriend? Is there anything that you learned or any experience that you would want to share with people that are in the same shoes that you were when you wrote this article? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is nice to know that not everybody is a piece of garbage. That's, that <laughs> you know, these people, days, like just finding non-garbage people is like, it, it's hard to come by. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think the jury is out on this whole, some people aren't garbage. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I'll, I'll wait. I'll withhold judgment. Okay. Like, okay. I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. um, not a, everyone is garbage. Uh, anything else you learned or wanted to share? I mean, I think it it is nice to know that there are people out there that can see you beyond your disability, like this guy does. I think. Oh, let me back up. So we met on Grinder, and on my Grinder profile, like I I don't necessarily say that I'm disabled. I always kind of wait to um to disclose that with people, and so. You know, a lot of times when I do come out with it, people are like, oh, yeah, no worries until they meet me in person. And they're like, oh, actually not into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But with this guy, his name is Evan. He's really sweet. I had actually like we had been talking for a while on Grindr and then we exchanged numbers, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like so worked up about like, okay, I really like this guy. And now I have to like have this conversation with him and, you know, drop the D, drop the disability. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I was like sweating and like, um, I, I told him and then he's like, oh yeah, I've totally dated someone that has CP in the past. I'm like, oh, okay. Well that just takes care of that. You don't so, have to do the education. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Josh, 
H is someone that asked about the new relationship and mm-hmm. asked how this one, this new relationship was uh, similar to previous ones. And I'm going to expand to like both previous relationships or previous people that you mm-hmm. met up with. And it sounds like one of the differences you just said is you didn't have to teach him about what it's like to be disabled right. or disability. Yeah, I was like expecting to have to give this like Oscar worthy speech about disability <laughs> and how I've overcome so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm cue just, the music. Here yeah. come the violins. <laughs> yeah. I'm, an, I'm an inspiration for everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was like, oh, I've, I've dated someone that's disabled. So that was different because a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, I've never, I've never had to deal with that. I don't actually know what it would be like. And so that kind of took care of that. And I think, I don't know, my previous relationship, I, I was actually in a sexless relationship. So it was kind of like, that was a big insecurity that I had that like, oh, this guy isn't having sex with me. Like, is it because of my disability? And so with Evan, it's like he obviously has sex with me and so it's it's a nice feeling to have and like nice to know that i am desirable like beyond my disability and yeah he's he's just been super great and you know it's it's been really good then uh brandon m also wanted to ask so now that you have a boyfriend have you recounted anything that's in the article or was seattle magically fixed how do you feel about seattle and its prospects for someone like you and has that changed since the article? I'll do a little follow-up. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I don't think my thoughts on the article have really changed. I think the thing with me is that whenever I'm writing an article, it's all I always write it from what I'm experiencing at that time. So, you know, when I wrote the article, I was very sexually frustrated. Yeah, I wouldn't say my outlook has changed necessarily, but I will say that I am more hopeful now because I do know that good people exist, people that want to have sex with me. Yeah, I mean, I think I never intended to write that as like a generalization for all of Seattle because I don't think, you know, my my few experiences with those, you know, few people, it's not representative of every man in Seattle. Like I know there are good people in that um who are they specifically give me phone numbers <laughs> yeah yeah let's, let's very much short phone. list I'll, s- I'll send you some contacts <laughs> um okay so we uh because we're talking about this article said you're gay disabled live in seattle mm-hmm. so tell us what are a few other things about you that we should know beyond that oh my gosh um i really like watching tv yeah yeah <laughs> what's That's your favorite thing. what's your favorite show oh my god well i'm really into handmaid's tale at the moment oh my god i just started it i hadn't seen the first season oh and like i just i want you guys to leave so i can keep going it is not <laughs> cool. yeah we're just gonna bounce we're, we're yeah. over this <laughs> blessed be blessed be <laughs> Uh, anything else we should know about you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I came from Montana, which was super, super conservative. And so I probably have a lot of internalized homophobia that I need to work mm. out. Which but, part of Montana? Uh, Kalispell. It was like the northwest part of the state. Yep. Yeah, it was a really cute place. <laughs> That's <laughs> no. like white supremacist country. Yeah, it's right? great. Northern it's great. Idaho. <laughs> They're my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, was did I, anything else mean that people wanted to say? <laughs> I love mean things. Oh, no. 
No, okay, I'm not gonna. Someone just it was funny. Not to minimize your expertise, but and it's like that's like the yeah. I'm not racist, but and then like you know what's coming. Anyway, I thought that was wait. What did what they say though? I don't think it's just the disability. Okay, person said probably not. I'm probably just a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) No, great, great, got that out of the way. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Oh, 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 Ben, we'll give you the last word. Those are all the questions I had. Uh, oh any goodness. last word that you want to give to anyone that read the article or maybe gave you negative comments about the article? Yeah, I mean, thanks for your thoughts. I welcome any criticism or love, but mostly I love praise. So just <laughs> keep keep the comments coming. Keep the comments in. If yeah. you could go on the side of praise. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd prefer that. Okay. <laughs> we will post a link to that article on our Facebook group or actually, no, somebody, a D. We need a D this but, time. But we don't know the order this is going to go out in. Yeah, we do. We do? This yeah. is going to be second? Yep. Okay. All right. D. Derek. Who's... Derek. Derek. No. Well, okay. we have a friend named a Derek, friend named Derek and he's going to feel obligated. Dave? Dave. If we have a Dave in our Facebook group. Post the link to post... the Queerty article. Yes. And if you don't do it, then just the podcast is over i think that's what we decided (laughs) yep that's what we're holding over their heads all right (laughs) all right cool thanks josh thank you guys well that's all for this mini episode it was mini it was mini it was an episode and it was kind of gayish yeah so remember to the three r's rate review and subscribe (laughs) i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz and be butch, be fabulous, stay out of the cold water. <laughs> <laughs>